All right, welcome back, episode 14. Uh, we're here hanging out with Final Draw tonight. We got Lindsay and Carson Corey and Bradley. Uh, we're going to talk with them and talk about their TV show that they have and hunting out of state and in state and <laughs> everything else that they do. Um, Bradley, you want to open us up with some prayer? Yeah. Jeremy, Father, I just want to thank you for this time that we can get to spend together here. God, I just thank you for uh, Carson and Lindsay taking time out of their busy schedule to just get with us and talk about hunting. God, I just ask that you just put your hand over this podcast and that you just bless it and, and take it to the ears that need to hear you, God. Um, we just love you and we thank you for all that you've done for us. In your proper name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, um, like I said, we got Carson and Lindsay Corey with us from Final Draw. Um, again, thank you all for, for joining us tonight. Um, first off, me and Bradley, we, we always do a, our cam checks between us two um, just to kind of keep everybody in the loop of what we got going on um, right now. I'm, I'm the same. Yeah. I literally have the exact same deer that I've been having. <laughs> yep. I've got Also, this. haven't been hunting in like two weeks because it's been warm. The same six year and a half buck, two year and a half, two and a half year old deer. That's all I got. Six pointer. Well, that's right up your alley. Oh yeah, take them <laughs> off. <laughs> but yeah, um, I say you ain't been hunting either, have no, you? No, I haven't hunted at all. Yeah, me neither. I've just been boys. fishing. Nothing wrong with that. No. Well, um, Carson, Lindsay, um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself, real quick. I'm the better half. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, first of all, we're just happy, man, to have us on here. We appreciate it. Um, super excited and, uh, look forward to talking to y'all tonight. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess you could say I'm the brains behind the whole operation. Mm, and Lindsay's and the looks. I got there you yeah, go. There we That's go. it. That's yep. it. Okay. I'm most important. We're good deal. Well, um, I guess, how long have y'all been doing Final Draw? How long? So we are on, right now we are airing season six on Sportsman's Channel. Um, Friday nights is our primetime airing at 10 o'clock. So 10 o'clock Friday nights. Uh, season six, we're filming, everything that we're filming right now is for season seven. So that'll air this coming up next fall. Nice. Yep. That's awesome. Well, I know just from social media, y'all have had a really good season yes. uh, so far I this year, for which will be... Yep. next yep. it'll air next fall mm-hmm. all that stuff but um they are actually from here in alamance county mm-hmm. born and raised both of you right mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. um and y'all do a lot of hunting yep. here as well too right at home um well um how did how did y'all get started like what 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 led y'all to start a, a tv show so i guess you know us I, I started hunting going with dad when i was four years old so um killed my first deer at five and ever since then just been hooked just in the woods we've been super blessed to be on a uh, good sized farm here so just to be able to step out behind the house and go hunting it's always been a passion of mine actually my top passion um besides me it, oh my goodness <laughs> it's gonna be a long <laughs> um but no just just always had a love for it and then um when i got out of college I decided I was, you know, I was like, I want to try this out. So went and bought a camera, and, and me and Lindsay, um, kind of like everybody's college yeah. days dreams. Yeah, I mean, you know, like mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. and that was kind of a little bit before the YouTube thing was really kicking mm-hmm. off, wasn't mm-hmm. it? It yeah. was about oh yeah, you know, I mean, YouTube was there, but it wasn't. Like that it wasn't where everybody yes. went to yeah. for to do it. Yeah, yeah, and and honestly, YouTube really wasn't even a thing when we started. So it was more than six years ago. We're in season six of Final Draw, but we started filming. Um, we started a show 
Actually, me and Lindsay got asked to be on a uh, be a husband and wife team on a show that was a regional show. Um, passing it on outdoors. I don't know if you've heard of it, but Mm-mm. anyway, that's that's kind of how we got our start. So we grabbed, I, I bought a camera and, and we started filming and uh, just trying to do it. And then that, we got asked to be on the show. Um, so then we, we filmed with them for a year and I was like, man, I think we can do this on our own. And uh, that's kind of where the whole thing started. And then one of our good friends who's still on the show today, Justin Dillard, mm-hmm. uh, got with me and we started editing and trying to put all this stuff together. And man, it was a chore. Yeah. Um, and that was... It was... We were not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ten, 10 years ago. So, you know, that yeah. was that was, uh, that was was our start, really. Really? Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty cool. I, I, didn't, I did not know that about y'all. So... Uh, I, if I can just add to that a little yeah. bit, I didn't start hunting until me and this one started dating in 2008, and I was one of those girls that I didn't care nothing about being outdoors. I thought, all my other friends, they hunted, and I was like, you're Did wasting you your time. No, I went to Western. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I went to Western. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, we all hung out. I mean, we grew up, I don't know if y'all know this, but we grew up right across the street from one another, so oh, we've right, always known each other. We we still live on the same street we both grew yeah. up on. Um, all of his friends hunted, my friends hunted, and then we started dating in 2008, when gas prices went up, if y'all make that correlation, I, knew he was gonna I got this. tired of having to drive into town yeah. I, I, no. to meet a girl. Like, like, yeah. Go pick up the girl yeah. next door. Yeah, exactly. So the girl next door, literally right across the street, used to throw rocks at her, and, and oh. uh, now I was throwing pickup lines at her. So. Lord that's Jesus. Funny, yeah. But that's the only reason why I started hunting was because if I wanted to see this guy, I was going to have to be in a tree. Yeah. And then I ended up shooting a buck that he wanted to shoot and then he broke up with you and no and then i was like <laughs> i was like game on let's go so yeah. that's, well, that's fun. pretty cool i know and then now i can't see myself doing anything else so let's say yeah now you love it just as much as i he do does. i sometimes wonder if he regrets getting me into it <laughs> carson no no no, no. Careful. I, it, it makes it a lot well it makes it easier and harder so um easier to the fact that she understands if yeah. i want to go hunting i'm going hunting where it's made it harder is if I want to go hunting on a good day and she wants to go hunting, we don't have somebody to watch the, the kids, deer. there's an issue. Yeah, and if we're oh, fighting yeah. over the same deer. so yeah. I'm sure it helps y'all's relationship, too. Yeah. Being yeah, able it to, does. you know, share a passion like that mm-hmm. and it everything. Does. Well, um, y'all put a rundown through, like, what it's like, let's say, starting in August for Final Draw, like, you know, traveling whatever y'all are doing if y'all are going i don't know if y'all are going scouting out of state or let's start with this are y'all when y'all go out of state are y'all doing private land or outfitters or public land you know why don't you tell everybody kind of like what y'all hunt out of state when you go yeah so honestly when we uh when we start pretty much january starts we start our stuff over and uh when, when the season's over we're starting thinking about next year and we always try to plan our trips accordingly. And it's taken several years to really get that down, like going to the right state on the right week um, has been the toughest thing. But we go to Outfitters, and most of the Outfitters we go to, believe it or not, you hear Outfitter, you think, oh, you go sit in the stand, shoot a deer, blah, 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 that's easy. Yeah. Uh, the places that we go to, and, and we do this by design really, are places that they show us the property, here's the farm you can hunt, you know, they kind of give you a heads up of, hey, this deer's coming in. Now, that yeah. there are certain places we go to, and I'm not, you know, I'll be completely honest. Kansas, they do a phenomenal job. We sit there, we're hunting a specific deer. They got it mapped out, and those guys do their homework. Every outfitter we go to does their homework, but we have a little bit more free reign at different places. Um, 
we go to a place in Kentucky, which we absolutely love, B3 Outfitters. And um, Lindsay's went there <laughs> the first time this year. I love um, those people. Yeah, they're, they're salt of the earth, good people. Yeah. But we'll go there. And um, this year he had a 60-acre track that he had just picked up. And he was like, Carson, you know, I got this deer showing up. I don't know anything about the property. We yeah. just picked it up. No so stands or no nothing. No stands, yeah. nothing. He had literally just run a camera. And, um, it was basically like, here you go. Yeah. Y'all yeah. go hunt and over he there. Said, you want to try to figure this out? And I said, absolutely. You know, yeah. I love being able to, to try to get in the deer's head and, and yeah. beat him. And um, That's the fun part. That is. Yeah. That is I 100% mean, it. And that means so much more to me, being able to figure out a certain deer and, and go in there and kill him. So anyway, went on this piece of property. There was two tree stand options, two trees. I mean, it was a cutover, yeah. a cow pasture cutover, and two trees. <laughs> So I uh, cut my way up and uh, went in there and killed on the first night. So, you know. Really? But there's a lot of the outfitters that we go to. We get to do that stuff, hang our mm-hmm. own sets. Um, do you prefer, you prefer that probably, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like, because in my mind, if I don't feel like the set's going to work, I can't yeah. make myself sit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm yeah. with you 100%, even on like my own property. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times on your own property have you went and gotten a stand and then been like, yeah, I'm not feeling this spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're like, I might as well just go yeah, get I'm down. Like, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> for me, hanging a stand on a place is, uh, it's a process. Like I'm thinking about how's my access going to be? Is mm-hmm. this, you know, um, was wind going to be good? And, and all that stuff. So I'm running through this stuff through my head just constantly. So it takes a little bit of time um, to try to figure out and commit to a place that I'm yeah. going to be sitting. So. Well, how how would you say then that uh, that well is it the same for every state or is it different? No, it, so we'll go to um, we'll go to uh, Kansas and Illinois. Kentucky are bait states, and then Illinois, Missouri, mm-hmm. non-bait states, Ohio's a bait state, obviously. Yeah, so you definitely have to change your game up from mm-hmm. one state to the next, and uh, just the way you hunt. So, do you think that bait states are easier or no? Because uh, you know people are going to be like, oh, well, it's easy because you yeah. get to put out corn, which obviously because we hunt in North Carolina, we know that it's not yeah. easy yeah. Mm-hmm. throwing corn out. and <laughs> Yeah, everything has to be in your favor, whether yeah. you got bait or not. I mean, the wind, of course, trying to film, you have a cameraman to worry about, the camera in yeah. general. Um, of course, when you're hunting with a bow like we do, everything can go wrong oh yeah and that's what I it just all comes all down to that one second if yeah. it doesn't go right it's, it's not going to work no yeah and i tell people that all the time about bow hunting i'm like you don't understand how many that's why i love bow hunting is like it all like all 10 cards that you get gotta be in order <laughs> yes you're yeah. right because if one's not in order it's it could blow the whole yeah. the whole mm-hmm. thing and you know um so going from from bait state, I, w- I will say, um, you have to wrap your brain around it two totally different ways. And this was it was a learning curve for me going out of state to a non bait or just in the Midwest in general because the deer acts so different. You know, I used to watch the old um, hunting shows that we mm. used to have the DVDs. And oh stuff. yeah, Monster Bucks, yeah. Real Tree Monster Bucks. <laughs> Watching those shows, and you're like, man, how is that guy moving that much in the stand? Yeah, they, they got to be doing it's a yeah. pen or they're doing something. Yeah. No, I mean, deer are just don't have that kind of pressure that we do here. Yeah. And I will say 100% that North Carolina, out of the states we hunt, North Carolina is a totally different animal on its own. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, really? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So. Well, if you um, can hunt here, I like to say if you can hunt here, you can hunt anywhere because it's just such a different challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you would say that that if, if you can kill big deer consistently here, 
that yeah. if you went out of state, you pr- would probably be very ahead of the game if, anywhere else. If, if the, the southern redneck moved to the Midwest, deer would be extinct. I mean, <laughs> I would go on a limb and say that. That's no bash on anybody that's born in the Midwest because you're a product of where you're hunting. But it's just a different ball game yeah. out there. So y'all have to do kind of, you know, uh, seasonal mm-hmm. to make your, your track in yep. the right time because of seasons and all that stuff. Um, which, which which I think you already said it, but what states, where is it again? So we'll go to Can- uh, Kentucky early season. We do that first week. And uh, just a velvet rut hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, velvet rut hunt which yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, <laughs> beginning of September, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. yeah. They, they come in generally the Saturday before we do here in North okay. Carolina. So to get up there, they're still on that summer pattern. Um, I love hunting there. It's totally different than what you're going to be hit, hunting in the Midwest during the rut. Yeah. Um, it's kind of close to hunting here. Kentucky's Kentucky, – we could mirror Kentucky very easily if we could change a couple of game laws mm-hmm. um, without a doubt. And that's on the size of deer. I mean, everything. And big deer come from Kentucky, too. Mm-hmm. Very big deer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've killed my two biggest there. Lindsay's killed her biggest there. Um, and like I said, we could do the same thing in North Carolina as yeah. they do in Kentucky. So – We'll do Kentucky and then Missouri and uh, do that last week of October. And then from Missouri, I normally come home for a day or two to see the kids for Halloween. Yeah. And then we leave Halloween night. And hunt here. Do it. And hunt here because that is money time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And unfortunately, you know, when I leave Missouri and come back for two days, I just want to. Yeah. You're probably like, look, yeah. Yeah. And and we'll hunt here. So I I do miss miss that last Mm -hmm. week of October. Um, But then. Me and Lindsay will leave, go to Kansas, and then from there we'll hit Illinois. So we do a three-week stint and uh, then try to come home. What's your favorite? Uh, state? Yeah. Besides <laughs> North Carolina. Because uh, you're, you're probably going to say North Carolina just because of home. No, honestly. No? No. Um, you know, I, I love hunting North Carolina. Don't get me wrong. I've cut my teeth here. Um, for me, my favorite state at this point is going to be – Kentucky or Illinois? Mine's Kentucky. Yeah. All yeah. the way. Bradley, what's yours? Um, North Carolina. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> Let you count grouse hunting. Maybe Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> well, do y'all do any other kind of hunting besides just whitetail? Uh, I see a bunch of turkeys around here. Yeah, yeah turkey, turkeys. moose, uh, bear. What about on the show? Y'all have yep. uh, tur- y'all do mm-hmm. the turkeys and all that. Tur- we try to do an episode or two of turkey. The, the problem is we we air in the fall and mm-hmm. you don't want to watch a ton of turkey. Hunts. Yeah, so we try yeah. to limit it to one, maybe two shows. Yeah. So. Do you get to go out west? Do uh, elk and stuff? I did coos deer a couple coos. years ago. How was that? That was fun. They call them the gray ghost. Um, supposed to be super spooky and everything. And whoever named them the Grey Ghost has never hunted North Carolina. <laughs> so, you know, um, it's just it's it's different. If you if you've never been out of state hunting, I definitely recommend at least doing it once in your lifetime because it will change your mindset on on how deer are supposed to act. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna here's gonna be a little bit more of a tactical question. So this is one I kind of oh, mentioned to you before. So you typically a week most of the time when you go out of state to hunt. Mm-hmm. So you go out of state, you're going to a place you've never been before. Mm-hmm. How do you tackle that? I pray. <laughs> Wish on every shooting star. <laughs> I mean, like like you said, let's go for instance, like you said, the one place, was it Kansas? Is that the one? Where he He's gave you that, that yeah. track land basically and was like, look, here uh, you go. Kentucky. Kentucky, yep. okay. Kentucky, Illinois. So, uh, what, when you get there, let's say you show up on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And you're planning on hunting Monday morning. Yeah. 
what what are you doing Sunday night to to put yourself in the game Monday morning already? So I mean, you're talking twelve hours. Yeah, we 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 break it up. Um, if I'm hunting a bait state. And it's early season. I'm not going to go in there in the morning. I'm just going to stay yeah. out. And uh, Lindsay's the same way. Maybe do a little scouting or something like that. Maybe, but if it's a bait state, you're you're so on a bait state. You're you're trying to get that deer to a certain spot. Yeah. So there's no point in going in there and putting pressure on the woods and True. And, and messing up your timber. Mm-hmm. Stay the heck out of there. I always tell anybody that I'm in the outfitters are like you want to hunt in the morning. For me, if the deer's coming in. And I feel like I have a thirty percent chance of killing him in the morning, and a sixty percent chance of killing him that yeah, afternoon. Yeah, ain't no point going in. The There's morning. no point mm-hmm. in going in the yeah. morning because if you go in there and you blow him out on that thirty percent yeah, chance, zero. Your sixty just went down to nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's a lot smarter to, to hunt smarter, and uh, everybody gets excited, wants to get out there, and like, man, I paid to be on this hunt. Yeah. You know, I want to hunt, hunt, hunt. Well, you're really messing up your chances. So yeah. Um, when when I'm hunting a bait state like that, I I ease off and, and go off of what the outfitters you know tell me because he ha- he has had a bait mm-hmm. and has cameras and stuff um when i go to a non-bait state like illinois um or missouri if i get there the afternoon we try to get there quick enough to glass maybe glass some fields mm-hmm. or stuff because it's um, more of an open it's open uh, yeah it's big it's yeah. uh big green fields small timber and you just try to get a game plan do you there. think i have i have an opinion about like the Midwest states like that, like Illinois and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like it would be easier to pattern a specific deer out there because you, yes, the tracks might be bigger, but you're talking, let's say, let's just go with a hundred acre track. Mm-hmm. 80 of it is a field. Yeah. 20 yeah. of it is woods in the middle of it. And then the next woods is two miles away mm-hmm. because it's that field, then the neighbor's field, mm-hmm. and then the next track mm-hmm. of woods. Do you think that it's easier yeah, so like to pattern a deer, yeah, not necessarily absolutely. kill because and, I mean that just that goes into a whole different thing. But like pattern a deer. Yeah. If you, if you listen to the guys and you listen to these guys on 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 the shows, TV shows and stuff, and they're talking about you know that's the fourth interaction I've had with this deer. Yeah. I've seen him six times. North Carolina, and, and think about this and really go back and think about it. How many times? Uh, me and uh, Lindsay will have history of a deer three or four years, and Matt, you know, yeah. right across the road, uh, we'll have history of a deer for three years. And between the three of us, never seen, it. never seen mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know, but we got ten thousand pictures of yeah. it. That's the difference in, in all the timber that we have. As to where out there, you see a deer, you can probably make a game plan on because you know what block of timber yeah. he's going to mm-hmm. be going to. Yeah. So. Or if you see him in the morning on the in the corner of this field on this block of woods, he ain't going across the field. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I said, a mile across the field, yeah. he's going right into that timber. Mm-hmm. Going yeah. to that timber, and you can try yeah. to get in there and yeah. Kill him. Not, the Midwest, I, you know, I don't want to make it sound like it's, it's pie. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, and, and Lindsay's the same, when we go out there, we don't have, um, you know, obviously we're trying to get out there and get it done in a week. Mm. So I'm looking for a good, respectable buck and try to get him killed in a week. You know, that's, that's my goal. And um, to be able to do that, you have to focus in on where your best opportunity is going to be. And you have to hunt smart and get in there and try to get it done. I always look for the guys always laugh in, in camp because first day I'll go and I'll make a set what I think is my best judgment. And then I'll make a move off of that day two. And then day three. And by day three-ish, I'm kind of settling in and I feel good about where I'm going to be mm. for the next two days. Yeah. If he hasn't killed already. <laughs> half the time, I'm still trying to get to camp. And he's like, hey, I just got a buck on the ground. I always kid him. I'm like, well, put the beast on a leash for me, please. You know, but he, I mean, he, he knows what he's doing and he's so, smart about it. Y'all, um, 
I guess are those draw states or or are they just over the counter? Kansas is draw. Everywhere else is over the counter. I yeah. got you. But so did you hunt Kansas this year mm-hmm. too? So y'all both got a tag this past year, mm-hmm. and y'all both punched the tag yes, too, right? Yes, that was a, a blessing. day apart, wasn't it? Something like that. Uh, I want to say so. We I left here Halloween night, drove all day, drove to Kansas. You killed the first night. Killed that afternoon. I was about to say, yeah. yeah. Yours was early. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then picked her up at the airport at like 2. Uh, was I got. Two I was getting off the plane, and I was turning on my phone. And I was like, hey, have you seen anything? And he sent Send me a picture, picture of the deer. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Justin, he's done killed. He was like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> but it's awesome. good. It's, it's good. It makes it interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, um, what? what's your favorite? You said Kansas? Out, Kentucky. Kentucky. Well, I love, I mean... I love both those states this year, but <laughs> I did choose Kentucky. Have you got to go and hunt all all four of those states? What, Missouri, Illinois, yes. Missouri, I have not. I'd love to one day, but just getting there with the kids, you know, oh, yeah. it can oh, make know. it all a challenge. I know. <laughs> just hunting in your backyard. Um, they can go make with it you challenge. sometimes, though, don't they? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that's a challenge. It is a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> you're already not sleeping yeah. because you're having to get, you know, you're going to sleep late, oh, having yeah. to wake up early and than them not sleeping you know so who's let me ask you this who's all on like what's when you're piling in going out of state who's all who's all in the truck with you so we got it depends on who's going as far Mm -hmm. as the the staff and then we have matt bennett who's our producer Mm -hmm. um which he's been the producer for yeah the whole about the whole time right Mm -hmm. yeah he came from bone collector okay so he worked with bone collector and then uh he came to work with us um so matt bennett and then Taylor Petty, who is our new field producer, photographer, um, does really good on photography. Mm-hmm. And then we have Clay Boast. So, oh, yeah. And you know, <laughs> I like Clay. Yeah. Clay, Clay, Clay is my right hand. What up, Clay? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, in the tree and stuff. And he's got really good wood sense. So it's good to be in the tree with somebody that you can be yeah. on, on step with. So. Yeah. Oh, there, there, there's a, that's a good question. How hard is it hunting with a cameraman? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is who who we want to talk about yeah. <laughs> no, i'm just picking. it is uh it was definitely a learning process just filming with the camera all together because you know we're losing 10 minutes that used to be able to shoot in and now you can't because of the camera so that's yeah. one you have double the scent you have double the movement and then you're praying that not only are you not going to get busted that your cameraman's not yeah. so um, you know, if the cameraman's asleep in the tree, he's not really helping you out, but it is yeah. helpful to have somebody behind you that's got another set of eyes. Yeah. Um, How many times has the cameraman saved your butt? Clay has saved mine a couple of times. Um, <laughs> Been like, Carson, you better get ready. Yeah. Just get it full draw because he's about to walk out, right? Well, well, <laughs> so, so the first time I took Clay on the road, um, you know, and Taylor and Matt have both seen deer that, you know, I might not have seen, but first time I took Clay on the road, we were in Kansas, and I shot a buck, and he ran out there, and he went 30 yards and stood back and looked at me. I was like, why is he not falling over? So I'm trying to get my quiver. It, it's hung up on the tree, and, and it's stuck in some vines. And I'm trying to get – Of like, course I, it is, right? Yeah, <laughs> so it, it's hung up. I'm trying to get another arrow, and um, I finally get it loose. So I'm sitting there holding my bow, holding the quiver. I can't put the quiver back up on the tree limb. I look over. About the time I break that arrow loose, and Clay puts out his left hand. And I just set my quiver in it. He's still filming. I draw back, get another shot of the deer. So um, that that's always very helpful. Yeah. That. When it was just me and Carson starting the show, you know, I would go and film him or vice versa. And we would, 
I mean, he's, he taught me how to hunt, so we've yeah. been pretty much in sync. Like, yeah, we don't yeah, even yeah. have to talk. Like, we just know what each other's thinking, what each other's about to do. But then when we started with Matt and Clay and Taylor, it's just you, you have to learn how to read people. Yeah. Um, that's what it's all about. And you have to do it without talking. And if you can talk, that's great. But half the time, you can't because normally deer's right up underneath you. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Do, just, do, do y'all enjoy doing the filming? We don't film much anymore unless yeah. it's around here. Um, with we have, like I said, two time, uh, two full time yeah. videographers, and then we got Clay um, in state that will film by ourselves a lot, just because we hunt so many days here. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the the chance of getting a kill is very low. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you do some self film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. I've, I've, he's done it. I've done it. Yeah. It is really hard. A million things, especially that, with a bow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a challenge. But once you get used to it and um, your mind switches over from grabbing your bow first to grabbing the camera first, yeah. making sure that you're on, on first and then getting your bow yeah. shot. So that makes it a little bit easier. Um, well, let's see. So you own a bow shop, mm-hmm. Buttermilk Creek. Yep. Um, how long have you had that? 13 or 14 years now. So before Final Draw started, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, y'all, full, which I've been there, Bradley's been there, mm-hmm. full bow shop. Tell us tell us a little bit about that and how that, how you got doing that and everything. It's probably so, a lot about the same, but at He's the same got time, a good woman know. that supports him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and I do have my, uh, take my hat off to Lindsay because she's been great um, for, for everything. I got so many different things going on all the time. She's been really good for that, but... Um, I started that, I was actually still in college and opened up, we actually had a uh, coon pen where people could come run and train their dogs, coon dogs. And um, I decided to put a building out there for feed and seed and stuff. And then people started asking about hunting stuff and it just grew from one thing to the next. And, uh, um, you know, God opened up the doors and and, uh, has blessed us there. So be able to grow it to what it is now. Yeah. uh, has been it's been a blessing which i mean alamance county that's the bow shop in alamance county thank you (laughs) well it's about the only one in alamance county no i'm just kidding (laughs) i like it it. (laughs) (laughs) no but uh you know y'all have a a, what what brands do y'all uh so we shoot elite um we carry elite matthews um and that's that's really our main two staple brands right there. Yeah, but y'all have what a little bit of fishing stuff in there. Yeah, yeah we have a little bit fishing. of everything. Um, we tried to we used to carry guns and stuff, but now our main focus and that's obviously that's our heartbeat is is archery. So we do a lot with bows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here you go. How about what would be a tip that you'd give a beginner bow hunter or even a seasoned bow hunter? I'm gonna both of y'all give a separate one. Yeah. Oh goodness! Uh, for me, it's uh, you know a beginner. Everything's just awkward. You pick up that bow the first mm-hmm. time, and, and it just takes a lot of practice. And don't give up on it and shoot and, and yeah. try to make yourself better. Um, as far as that goes, just continually shoot. I mean, it's pretty you know, mm-hmm. shooting and, and, yeah. and just get better at it. Comfortable, just yes. get comfortable. Get comfortable. Um, Season a bow hunter. One thing that I've started to do is always try to practice double the distance that I want to be effective at. You know, if I'm I'm out there all the time shooting 190, 100 yards mm-hmm. because that makes 50 and 60 mm-hmm. seem like a chip shot. Yeah. So, Lindsay, first time, I would say just practice, practice, practice. Um, challenge yourself. Don't get stagnant. Mm-hmm. And then a seasoned. Don't get cocky because a sport will humble <laughs> you real quick. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Which I don't know if you remember Carson. It was probably, I don't know, two, three years ago. I was having, I was struggling. Every time I'd shoot a deer with my bow, I was spine shooting it. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if you if you remember this, but I messaged you and I was like, dude, look, I I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Mm -hmm. And I was like, because I'm, you know, I'm settling in. I feel great about everything. And I let that arrow fly and deer yeah. drops with an arrow stuck in the spine. I'm mm -hmm. jumping down you yeah. know, to go take care of business yeah. when I don't want to. Because, I mean, you know how it is as, as a deer hunter. I mean, yeah. like, you care about the animal and yeah. all that stuff. And you you messaged me back in no time. You was like, bend at your waist. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, huh. He's like, don't bend. At, don't bring your arms yeah down, bring don't, your, yeah, yeah don't bend waist, at your yeah. shoulders bend at your waist yep. mm -hmm. and i was like huh <laughs> has it helped mm -hmm. yeah i've only shot one deer since then oh, okay All right. <laughs> but I, I still did shoot high uh-huh and no but not as land. high huh but not as high no not as high but i did hit no man's land okay and tracked deer for 300 yards but i did end up shooting that deer last year oh awesome. after that got that's lucky. awesome but complete pass through all that stuff. That's a story that's for a another good day. That's good stuff. Awesome. Because that story will take forever. <laughs> Brother, you got it? Do I? You got any questions? You're all quiet over there. I'm just listening. Taking it all <laughs> in. Taking it all Do y'all still do the 3D shoots at Buttermilk? Yeah, so I actually, that, I'm glad you asked that. Um, last, last, this past summer, I went in there with the excavator and made new trails. It's like one and a half miles if you walk at all. And uh, we bought a whole new course, 20 targets, brand new McKenzie's. Uh, set them back up and and starting in January, late January, we're going to start running shoots again. Uh, we you. had one shoot, had a phenomenal turnout, and um, it's you know this year it ought to be on point. So. Yeah. How often do you do them? We're going to start. So that was our first one. We just did one in August just mm -hmm. to see how it would go. July or August, um, just to see how it would go, and uh, it went really well. So we're mm -hmm. going to start doing them at least once a month, maybe twice a month. Yeah, those are always my. They used to yeah. love going to those. We things. came. Mm -hmm. We came and shot at a shoot. That was. I've, I've shot a bunch of them, but oh, have you? Well, I came up here with you one time. We yeah, shot you did. one. It was, I don't know, it might have been before I was married. It was probably it was that summer that I shot like twelve yeah. at yeah. buttermilk. No, I shot like three at buttermilk. Yeah, and well, I this, traveled the all The new over. one is is legit. Like well, a, I'm gonna come. Yeah, it's it's a lot of terrain changes. I kind of did it like hunting scenarios. Yeah, we got open timber. We got uh, cut over shooting out through yeah. just little strips. And then we got pond and all different stuff. So. Even back then, when I was shooting them all the time, that was still my y'all's was my favorite course, and That's I shot awesome. them all over the all over the state. Heck yeah, well, you'll you'll definitely like this new one. So. Well, good. Where where can you find the dates for those? Like, uh, we'll start posting them up on Facebook. Facebook? I'm gonna try to okay. see if there's a couple of archery um, forms that we can post them on. Get the dates out, and we'll, yeah, we can we can, we'll post it up for y'all okay. too. Awesome, everything. Um, well, here you go. What uh? What's off season look like? <laughs> what off season, right? I know it's constant, three hundred sixty-five days yeah. a year. I think that's what people probably don't understand the most about this sport is how yeah, it's a deer season. It's four months out of the year, but it's so much preparation yeah. just for the four months out of the year and just for that one kill. It's all year long oh, prep, yeah. prepping and the food plots and the shooting and it's just never ending for turkey season and deer. Yeah, which that's something so. You know, as people listening pretty much already know this, but me and Bradley, we, you know, started this in August. Okay. And every time me and Bradley get done doing a podcast, we walk away and we're like, man, I just learned so much. Mm -hmm. Like, from just from us <laughs> presenting the podcast, I guess, we have learned so much because, A, are the people that we've gotten to talk to and hear 
different stuff, you know, y'all, Matt Peterson, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then the studying now that me and Bradley do, because we want to try to tell people, you know, not just what we think, but, you know, kind of what's, you know, what, how, how should I say it? Like, we want to try to teach people, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. I mean, valuable information yeah, as that, opposed yeah, to just our opinions. Yeah, yeah, instead of, exactly. And so it's made us study this sport even more. Mm -hmm. And like, we have so many plans for our properties now just yeah. because, like, before January 1st, yep, I'm going and getting in my boat and I'm not worrying about deer <laughs> yeah. season until August. But yeah. now, like, Hey, three weeks ago, I told Bradley, I was like, I can't wait for deer season to be over because I'm ready you to start go prepping. start doing stuff. Mm -hmm. For deer season, yeah. For deer season yeah. next year. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm ready. Like, we have plans that we want to do stuff and all that stuff. And, like, that starts in January. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it you does know. 100%. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, you know, and I don't want to get way down a rabbit trail here. Yeah. But just, just to, I want to touch on this a little bit because I think it's pretty important um, for the, the, the listeners to know, especially here in North Carolina. Um, where I'm coming from when I say this. So we go out of state, and I'll use Kentucky as a great example. Um, you talk about how, how are we able to go there and get it done. So we're looking for 130-inch-plus deer and try to get him killed in a week. The main advantage we have there is the birthdays. The deer get older. Our three-year-olds will rival three-year-olds in Illinois, in Kansas, in Kentucky, anywhere you want to go. The problem is our deer very rarely get to four. Yeah, um, a three-year-old deer is a mature deer. Is a mature mm -hmm. deer. I mean, it, it's not, but mm -hmm. for the age class here, that's a mature deer. So, so this is going to open up a can of worms, but if we would get our rifle season shortened, and I do not take this, I am not against rifle hunting. Mm -hmm. I am against, you know, if you want to go kill it with a bazooka, I don't care. <laughs> I want to see that. Can I film that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Help me pick up the pieces. Yeah. Um, but if we could shorten our rifle season, it would make such a huge difference because the states, and I, and I use Kentucky as an example, um, they have a, a two-week rifle season. And guys around here, and I talk to them all the time, like, well, we can't grow deer. Yes, we can. We've done it. You know, especially uh, here on the farm, and Matt's a great example. You know, off of this farm, we've had 180-inch deer. He killed a 165 last year. I got a 150. It's, you know, so we can do that. And these are four-year-old deer. They're just getting older. Yeah, um, yeah. Think of that deer. I mean, I'm not high, saying yeah, against uh, you sh mm -hmm. shooting them. I mean, because that's a that's a really big deer for here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But think of that deer got to five. If he got to five. And, and that's the problem, you know. Our goal here, mine, Lindsay's, and Matt's, is to get a deer to four years old before we start hunting. Um, but but the problem is with the gun season, and, and I'll lead into a little tip here. Um, when the gun season happens, it comes in at the worst time. It's during the rut, and they just they are getting hammered from the time gun season comes in to the time it goes out. And at the end of the day, uh, all of us as hunters, and I think anybody in North Carolina that's not a, a quote-unquote meat hunter, um, and I'm not downing anybody. If yeah. you're young or you're a starting hunter and you want to work your way up, I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, first deer that walks out on Charlie, Boom. she's six, mm -hmm. she's, she's shooting it. Yeah. And if it's a 130-inch deer, she's not shooting it. <laughs> I don't want her starting off on a big deer. Yeah, um, that was her. exactly my thing with Berkeley. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. Y'all probably seen Berkeley killed his first deer this year. That's and awesome. And I, I told him, I was like, watch, I'm going to take him out there, and a big one's going to walk out. Mufasa, yeah. And then he's going to shoot it, and then – He's going to be like, well, okay, for instance, we did a, uh, um, what was that, the kid hunt we did two weeks ago? Yeah. Two Saturdays ago, our church, um, 
they took middle school kids mm-hmm. up to a farm in Caswell County. Mm-hmm. And guy, literally him and a neighbor said, here, 325 acres, there's 14 kids, which there's more to it than just that. It wasn't yeah. just free reign. But they set it all up and everything. And one kid ended up killing a deer. He had never been hunting before. It was his second time ever pulling a trigger. Mm-hmm. Shot probably a 130-inch. Wow. Eight-pointer. Eight and he got back to camp. And he just walks over and starts getting food. He's like, wasn't even and excited. He, he, I'm sitting there he like. He didn't know what he did. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'd be. I, that's bigger than any be, deer I've killed. Yeah, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be tripping out. I'd oh, yeah. be like wanting to tell everybody about it. But he just didn't, he doesn't understand. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and I feel like a perfect example. I was in uh, Illinois hunting this year. And uh, this young boy came up to me and, and he was like, I want to shoot this. And my brother won't let me. And his brother was probably. 16 17 super nice both of them are super nice and they come from illinois and uh sometimes you get jaded by big deer because you're in a big state like that and i told the boy i said look you need to shoot what shoot as many as you can because you are going to learn you know and work your way up so my first deer was a buttonhead so i had to go but from up from there (laughs) you know um so i don't have any you know starting off young shooting and a lot of people have ruined i've seen them ruin people stuff especially bring them in the store making the kid wait till it's a mature deer. Um, so I, I'm careful. I say that to say this. When I talk about shortening the gun season, um, we look at Kentucky as the perfect mirror is here. You know, it's the same terrain, um, ag, about as much as what we have. Some places in Kentucky are way more open. Some places are, are hillier. But for the most part, it's about like what we have here in the Piedmont. Um, but they have phenomenal deer, and those deer are getting bigger yeah the the argument i hear from guys is well i don't want to give up any of my hunting time with a rifle well i can go back and and ask would you rather spend a week in illinois or would you rather spend two months here where do you think you're gonna have a better chance of killing a deer most of them say oh i'm going to illinois well the reason for that is is those deer are getting birthdays Mm -hmm. we have a better buck population here than they do we could get those deer to a certain size by a long shot. By a long our shot, our yeah. population here is it's probably phenomenal. two or three times yeah. more mm-hmm. the deer than, yeah. than so out there. If those deer could get those birthdays, people would see. If it, if it ever if we shorten the gun season down a little bit, and people started to see what was happening because of that, you're going to have to spend less time in the tree. You know, mm-hmm. I know people are like I only get a weekend to hunt. You're going to be able to spend less time in a tree and have a better opportunity at getting a deer killed. And that's how we're able to go out of state and have the opportunities that we do yeah if not many states have as long of a gun season as us no this south 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 carolina yep Mm -hmm. south carolina is theirs is even longer yeah and and they can get well i know they used to it was like they're it was like a buck a day yeah it wasn't like a limit on bucks it was just you were allowed one buck a day yeah that hurts yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) and and honestly uh you know everybody talks about we need one buck or whatever and i I think that we need two um i don't disagree with the two because of the population because of the population Mm -hmm. yeah i would love to see i think missouri if our dnr would mirror missouri's um they have a really cool one to where during bow season you have a buck tag and you end up you get two buck tags one's valid during bow season then they have a two-week gun season that second buck tag is then Mm -hmm. good for gun season once it goes out then your bow tag is good for your second buck so it gives the opportunity for it limits the rifles yeah. to one buck, but you can kill two bucks in the state. Yeah, so pretty cool. Um, I think that would be a really. I, good way I think they should 
pop back up the dough tags again here. Yes. I don't yeah, know why I think they took so away too. the two. We have, well, it was a perfect dough. storm. So if you think about it, um, back when they made unlimited doughs, it was the coyotes had moved in here and we got unlimited dough tags. So it just decimated the population. And the, the does didn't know how to have phones around the coyotes. Now they've learned that. Yeah. So they're coming back in full force. I mean, I've seen deer with triplets. Yeah. Um, every deer I've seen recently has had phones with it. So the does have learned how to have phones now. And then it's it's getting ready to be as drastic as it was cut down. Mm-hmm. It's getting ready to be bad the other way the other because way. we're down to four doe tags and the does are reproducing faster. Yeah, because now it is only it's only four doe four tags. Mm-hmm. tags yep. You can't because it used to be two either sex, mm-hmm. and then you could go buy two more doe tags yeah. if you wanted to for what was it, five dollars or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And you could keep doing that every day if, as much as you wanted, but now it's four doe tags and two buck tags. I'm gonna say in the next couple of years we're gonna have a a big time doe. We already have a doe issue here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, so which where I hunt um, is I hunt over by Lake McIntosh. Mm-hmm. I so Rob he there's a farm that he farms and he has a deer problem there. He told me he got sit it during bow season. You know how many? This, so this field is about five acres that's how much i could see of it mm-hmm. It was five acres that's what i mapped out on the um my hunt stand app was only five acres mm-hmm. of the field you know how many deer i counted in that field at one time 37 that sounds like five acres that, that's what i could wow. see wow that is crazy because I, I was sitting there and i was just sitting there and i was like how many deer are actually out here so i started up at the top and i started you know counting so i keep them which i mean you know they were moving around a little bit but you know when they're out eating you can yeah. pretty much count them for the most part but at the same time, deer were leaving and coming in too, yeah. and I counted. I got to thirty-seven, and I was like, "Holy smokes!" <laughs> yeah, and that's that's not tip. I mean, not untypical over here behind the house. We uh, dads had to plant thirty acres of beans twice. And one thing I don't understand: this is going to open up something different. And I'm, you know, they are still allowing depredation, but we're limited to four does. So it just doesn't make any sense how yeah. you can depredate. It's fine. But you're limited mm-hmm. on four does. Yeah. You know, so. I, I would love to see, like what you're saying, even drop down gun season to November. Yeah. And open December back up to archery only yep. again. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I, I will tell you, that's what I was going to say. We, we started a study. Now we bow hunt everywhere. I mean, all yeah. our farms are bow only. But um, we have a farm in particular that we started before we started over here on this farm to where we just bow hunted. And that was our rule. And you you can go over there. I can take you over there right now. And the daylight movement far surpasses anything that most people have in September because yeah. we don't we never fire a gun over there. And as soon as the guns go off, like during September, October, I don't really hear that form. But as soon as the guns go off, they are sucked in there because they know they never hear a gunshot. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. And well, that's another thing about here versus let's say Midwest because of the way the land sets up like Illinois and stuff like that, like we were talking about earlier with the big fields, small blocks of woods, you know, two hunters hunting two properties side by side might be a mile apart. Mm -hmm. Here, you might be 500 yards or closer (laughs) from your neighbor Mm -hmm. and then another neighbor, Mm -hmm. you know, that's all hunting a block of woods. Yeah, that's how it is in my house. We got like five guys that hunt a probably a 50 acre block of woods yeah like i feel like i'm gonna get shot sometimes <laughs> <laughs> which you bow hunt mostly most of the yours. year yeah. yeah 
about always bow hunting. Well, the, the best thing that we've found, honestly, is uh, is like ours and Matt's relationship as far as working together. Yes. Mm-hmm. On what deer we're passing up, and, mm-hmm. and it kind of keeps you accountable when you go to your neighbor because honestly, everybody's like, "Wow, well, you know, I'm hiding this picture from my neighbor." There's a really good chance that deer's got in your one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he's seen it, and y'all two are hiding it from each other. But what we do is um, by you know, and Matt kind of pulls the reins back on both of us because we just like to shoot. But uh, <laughs> this one over here is drooling. Camera's like, are you sure you don't want me to shoot that yeah. one? Really? <laughs> um, but but what we've done is it kind of keeps us accountable because Matt will be like, hey, you know, I passed this deer, and it'll be a hundred and thirty inch. 10 pointer and i'm over here drooling he's like he's three years old i got history of him so then i pass him you know and then yeah. pulling Lindsay off of him which she is i'm telling you what you think somebody's bad i, I like to shoot she really likes to shoot so <laughs> it's like to kill sounds really morbid doesn't it but so what's what's some of y'all's uh goals individual and let's say final draw goals for next year because we're at, we're kind of at the tail end of, of this deer season. So mm-hmm. what individually? What are some goals? But then final draw goals too. Yeah, uh, this season for me. I mean, I still got one more buck tag here, oh, but yeah. if I could fill that, that would be great. And then um, if I could repeat the same next year. I mean, I had a phenomenal turkey season too. It's just this season, I feel it can't be topped. But yeah, I'll be grateful if it does. Um, it's for me and Carson, our goal is just to get it done as fast as we can. And if we can't, we hang on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, I mean, I've had a, a very good year. Um, one thing that the show, and this is for both of us, um, you know, we're, we have to get 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. So as soon as this year, you know, this year was rolling. Yeah. And we're coming off of last year was one of our toughest years ever. Ever, mm-hmm. And it was funny. I killed that deer on open day in Kentucky. First sitting in the stand, I said, oh, mm-hmm. God's going to take the governor off yeah. the thing this year. That's the thing. Yeah. Like one season will be phenomenal. And maybe the next season yeah. you're like, what's yeah. going on? And it's, it's, you just don't ever know. <laughs> yeah. The better this year is gone, the more yeah. pressure I feel for next year. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because it's yes. just tough to repeat that. You know, yeah. uh, to kill four or five mature deer, a person, you know, yeah. in a year is a mm-hmm. tough feat. And, uh, like I said, the, the better the year's gone, I've just been like, oh, gosh, next year's going to be something. Yeah. Yeah. Buckle up, buttercup. Mm-hmm. So. Well, what, let's say, like you said, last year was was tough. Mm-hmm. So how do you overcome that? Because, like you said, you have to get 13 episodes. In. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that contract is 13 yep. episodes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's let's, say, let's say y'all it. only killed four deer mm-hmm. between the whole final draw crew. Oh, mm-hmm. hush. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying, what, yeah. what, would, what would you have to do? Uh, Hope that turkey season <laughs> – Turkey season, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope y'all will like watching turkey hunts because we'll be airing some. Uh, then we'll, we, we always, I like to shoot hogs anyway, so we'll go to a Florida hog show, bow fishing. You know, we've, we're filling it yeah, in on I've that watched, stuff. I've yeah. watched some of them before, so, too. And so you just, you, you kind of end up, if it gets slow, you, you kind of make it. Yeah. Like, hunting related somehow into something. This year will be probably the first, and, and this it's a tough feat, but this will be the first year. We're going to have probably 11 whitetail episodes without doing doe shows or anything like that. 11 buck kill episodes. And that's mm-hmm. that's pretty strong. Yeah. Um, just across the board. Not for, any, for any hunt yeah, show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so, 
You know, I mean, you talk about bone collector. Even even them, they're running like six guys yeah. all yes. over the place. Yeah. And, they and most of theirs, they mix it up with moose and elk mm-hmm. and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, I mean, that's. Which, I'm not going to lie, I don't know if, I'm sure y'all do, but Nick Munt has had a crazy good year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he Holy has. Smokes. He's yeah. such a nice guy. We met really? him um, at the ATA a couple years ago and at the Dixie Deer Classic. Yeah couple years ago and he's just i mean they're all phenomenal but and it's nice when you meet people that are in the same industry as you and because you know we we watch them on tv Mm -hmm. just like everybody else and little little fan yes yes and and you get to meet them you're like oh my gosh yeah (laughs) but they're just nice and as down to earth as anybody you know just like we're talking right here um good people who well i mean majority of your outdoors men and women are pretty down-to-earth people mm-hmm. i mean you know for the most part mm-hmm. i would uh, say outside of the industry yes really mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of <clears throat> different in the industry yeah really it is yeah. we, we won't have to go into that. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> we, won't, yeah. we won't get too deep um i will say some of the some of the best hunters i know uh live in alamance county not on tv so oh yeah which yeah. i'm sure it's that way for any other professional sport mm-hmm. too i mean you yeah. know what i'm saying i mean fishing I, I i relate a lot of hunting back to bass fishing i love to bass mm-hmm. fish love to tournament bass fish stuff like that and you hear a lot of the pro guys they're like man you know i won this tournament for the boys back home because if i was fishing against them i wouldn't be the one here holding yeah. this trophy mm-hmm. yeah you know because they know that when they go back home they still get their butt spanked back mm-hmm. home you know <laughs> yeah. have you ever bow fished no no my dad you used to so little background on me my i'm from south florida okay and uh that's where my dad was raised and all that stuff so my dad grew up doing all that kind of stuff boat fishing and you know alligators whatever he was wild and crazy doing all kinds of crazy stuff hog hunting we need to talk to your dad <laughs> you know, that's, whew, he's crazy isn't he really <laughs> no but um and so like my like I haven't done that because we moved up here when I was uh, seven, and so like I grew up fishing and all that stuff, but I wasn't quite old enough to go do the hog hunting mm-hmm. and stuff like that down there and all that. But I do. I would love to go um, bow fishing. I think that would be cool. I would love to. I've never been hog hunting either, and I think that would be fun. Which I know. I don't. I hate to say this, but I feel like at some point in time we'll probably have hogs here. Oh yeah, yeah. We've we've actually killed. Uh, I want to say seven in Caswell. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah. We had a little pocket it's right that up was, the road. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. it was twenty minutes from here. Now they've cut the timber, and the uh, wildlife came in, and um, actually the USDA came in and put a bunch of money toward it and trapped them out. So they're really? pretty much gone. Yeah, that's good. Because I've heard, I've actually heard that because I'm close to Guilford County, and I've heard of people seeing hogs and killing a couple not far from where I hunt mm-hmm. to. I'm actually, I'm waiting for the day for a bear to show up over by where I hunt. Because I hunt right close to McIntosh. And, you know, there's bears yeah. not far right there. And it's a perfect setup for, mm-hmm. for a bear and stuff. Which, y'all too, being up here in the northern park, because there's bears right right up the road. Yep. We've had a couple on trail camera up here. I mean, very rarely. Really? But just passing through this. Yeah. Way. Haven't seen one in the stand yet, but. Really? What are you going to do when you do see one? Shooting. Do you, you all get your bear tags? Oh, yeah. Y'all each have one buck tag left apiece. Do y'all have any deer on target? Lindsay over here smiling. 
We're fighting I, over the I same one. I had a deer one. on target, and then <laughs> Lindsay weaseled her way in over there and wants to shoot him now. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I, yeah. You know, I put the corn out, so. Yeah. And, uh, do, you know, this year, especially North Carolina, has been a butt kicker. There hasn't been. been. No, I've been noticing that, too. <laughs> Compa- well, been. last year, I'll say this. Last year was a phenomenal year for this area. Yeah. There yeah, was, was a lot of big deer killed right around yep. you know the surrounding counties mm-hmm. including Alamance County a lot of big See, deer it's like every other season yeah and well like last year for instance on my property I had probably five maybe six different bucks yeah on camera you know throughout the season that were 130 plus and this year I've had one I would say this is the first year um that we haven't had a legit really good deer the the one that we're trying to get killed now actually it's two of them have we've got a bad six point genetic in here mm-hmm. and they're just big bully six pointers i mean when i say yeah. that's 20 inch wide six pointer but um <laughs> just a, a monster of a six pointer and, and the problem with him is is he's the one that's going to run all your good three-year-olds yeah. off and never get some killed so yeah um you know the deer that you're trying to keep obviously are the ones that always leave and the deer that you're trying to get rid of you can never get killed yeah so that's our goal is try to get both of those two knocked out which i said i actually called matt not too long ago and was asking him because one thing i've noticed about this year for me is that i feel like off of the cameras and hunting i have seen way more bucks this year now granted like i said they're not very big yeah you know i quite a few spikes you know then little baskets and stuff like that and then a couple of like two and a half maybe three-year-old deer that just you know i'm just not ready to shoot them and uh but like an abundance of them like i have a lot yeah. like at least the number of does that i have if not more than what i have so i called matt and i was just like hey man i just got a question like what do you like what what do you think i should do like you know should i let berkeley just come in here and you know just shoot a couple of these little small bucks or what he's like dude you know berkeley let him do whatever but as far as like what you got going on is actually great he's like because a buck which i thought this was super interesting and it when matt y'all know how it is when matt talks he starts talking about something you're like what are you talking about and then by the end you're like holy cow that makes so much sense <laughs> but he started telling me he was like just think about this he was like a buck is 30 percent more ch- more of a chance of a buck dying other than being shot mm-hmm. than a doe you got buck he's traveling more way more yeah so you got cars disease all that stuff <clears throat> plus what they're doing to their body mm-hmm. yeah running around all that Run stuff fighting mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and your does for the most part are yep. staying around right there all that stuff he's like so that's not a bad thing yeah at all and i was like all right cool mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah makes sense <laughs> yep yep for sure and uh which you know how, how much has matt helped y'all so what we started doing several years ago was uh started doing that survey i don't know if matt went into yeah. oh, yeah. on the survey um that's been huge to give us a basis to know what age the deer is because trying to age them by their horns is impossible Honestly, trying to age them by their body is really, really tough. I stay away. People send me pictures. How old is he? Man, if I don't have any history, I, I'm not going to guess because you're going to be wrong 90% of the time. Yeah, and like what Matt said, he's like, it's just like a person. Yep. 
you know, mm-hmm. you might have a 16 year old that's six foot four and exactly. 200 pounds, yeah. but he's only 16, and then have a 30 year old that's mm-hmm. five foot eight, 150 yeah. pounds. Yeah, everybody's, and we try to put too much um, emphasis on how big the deer's body is. That doesn't mean anything, especially now that we've been able to send these teeth off and get mm-hmm. them aged and stuff, and just really kind of made us check ourselves because oh gosh we thought that deer was we knew that deer was four and he's really you know three yeah so being off a year or two um so yeah you know being able to work with him on doing the survey that's been huge and then like i said he does most of the uh the food plot and the stuff like that and i do a lot of the trying to get one killed so (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah little tv that's okay that's all right. Um, Brother, you got any other questions for him? Yeah, I was going to ask you, with uh, back to the filming side of things, like, does that affect your love for the hunting? Like, as long as you've been Ooh. filming. Such a good question. That's, that's what I feel like if I were to start filming all the time, I'd be like, I'd get tired of it. Yeah. yeah. So, go ahead, Lindsay. Such a good question. Um, sometimes I miss just, especially with kids now, because mm-hmm. – you know, trying to find a babysitter um, in and out of itself is a challenge to go out into the woods. And sometimes I miss just not worrying about the camera, you know, just putting on my camera, my camo, um, get my bow and go into the tree and not have to worry about setting up anything or worrying about another person. Sometimes I miss that. But at the same time, it adds such a challenge, a good challenge. And it's fun to go back um, several years later just looking at the footage like man yeah. i forgot that's exactly how that hunt went down I, you know I, you you just forget certain things and it's fun to go back and look especially when you have kids it's fun for them to see the footage and um you know they'll see us on tv they don't yeah. think anything about it They're oh, like, oh yeah. you know there's mama there's daddy yeah. but it's Plus just something different yeah. yeah it's fun um so i don't know i i think i would miss it now I'm just so used to it. I think I would miss it. For me, it's uh, and this is a loaded question, but um, I think I've run so hard, you know, doing the film and stuff. Because when we're not having a good year, it's every day just about in the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a lot with a camera. With a camera, because you you getting you want to get some. Yeah, because yes. we, we've got to. And the one time that you don't take the camera, you're going to get a kill. Um, so you got to think, you know, from September 1st through the 4th, whenever Kentucky comes in to middle of January, you know, we're in the tree and you're mm-hmm. logging that equipment, doing all that stuff. So, um, I think if I wasn't filming, I wouldn't hunt near as hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell Lindsay sometimes I come, come home, especially when we're really hitting hard, trying yeah. to get up the late season, fill those, those tags, uh, January rolls around. I'm just like, I'm, I need a break. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, normally I lose a bunch of weight during deer season. Yeah, so, Cause you go so hard. Yeah, I'll, I'll gain weight during the summer. Everybody's like, what are you doing? Getting ready for the run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, cause we're on the road and, and you're oh, traveling, yeah. you're in different beds and stuff all the time. But, um, also I have to check myself too, because, um, we're so blessed to be able to do it. And, and God's obviously put us here for a reason. And, um, to be able to do that, you get, um, you know, if you're having a bad week or whatever, you kind of get down, and then I have to bring myself back up. You, you know, check because yourself. yeah, you have to check yourself. I mean, it's it's honestly, I could be sitting behind a desk and we're in a tree hunting. So and uh, and being able to make <laughs> make money doing that, yeah, so that's, that's incredible. There, so yeah, 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 that's a good way to look at it for sure. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure it's different because I mean, I've 
obviously, I mean, like I said before, you know, in our age group, all of us, you know, you after like college and high school, you kind of go through a phase where you're like, I want to be on TV, so yeah. I'm gonna start coming hunts. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, which yeah, yeah. y'all it worked out and you were able to do that. Yeah. But like me and Bradley, you know, we're like, it makes us almost feel like professional that like we got a camera in the yeah. tree stand, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. But and I took my camera for probably like three years straight, and I loved it. What I loved about it is that wasn't even filming the deer or mm-hmm. the kill, but if something uh, a red fox would walk through. Yeah. I could film it, and then instead of me telling you about it, I could be like, "Dude, show you check about it. this That's, out." Mm-hmm. That is, you know, and then yeah. you know, or if something crazy happens, you know, like, "Dude, I watched this happen, this and this and this." You know, you tell somebody, and they're just like, "Oh, that's cool," but then you can be like, "Dude, <laughs> check it out. look yeah. at this," <laughs> and all that. And but I've actually, I took my camera, like I said, for like three years straight, every single sit. And I took it opening day last year, and then I put my camera down. And never picked it up again. Mm-hmm. I don't even. I've pit. I've brought your camera when I went with you a couple times. Yeah. Took the camera, but besides that, I haven't picked it back up. But mm-hmm. we've been talking about how we want to. You should get back yeah. into it and stuff. It's fun. It is like 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 you know like you were saying. You can just go back and you know and relive. Yeah, mm-hmm. relive yeah. the moments and stuff like that. Because I had a computer that was just full of all my videos mm-hmm. and all that stuff that I used to go back until the computer crashed. <laughs> of course, but. Because we went right before I got married, when I'd moved back home and you'd moved back home, we went through a deer season where we hunted five, six Every days day. a week. Yeah. That's awesome. Just nonstop and together. And we got several kills on camera. Yeah. We were to shoot everything. Stage yeah, too. but it was at that, like we it. were at that stage. It was like, oh, it yeah. walks out, and we got the camera. Oh, it's gone. Yeah. It was yeah. shoot it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that was a fun. We had a blast doing that. We did. That was awesome. That's, That's awesome. all part of it, though. It is. Well, um, you want to get into the Jesus? Yeah, let's do it. So, with Christmas coming up, I kind of was just thinking, and if you, I don't know if y'all have listened to them in the past, but what we were doing was we were bringing up a verse, and we were just talking about a verse. But last podcast, we just decided that we're just going to start asking what God's got on our heart. Mm-hmm. And with Christmas coming up, the what I've, the question I kind of wrote down was, since we're right around Christmas, what is God speaking to you this Christmas season? And I'll, I can start. Um, and with me personally, as a Christian, uh, Christmas can become mundane. Not necessarily become hum, become mundane, but you kind of just forget the reason for the season. Mm-hmm. And so every year I try and ask God, show me something new this Christmas about you or about whatever you want to show me. And so I was sitting with my son the other day in his room, and we were playing music. And it just hit me that it's just like when you have a kid, you really it starts to really – understand what god's love for you a little bit more mm-hmm. and i never really had this moment until we were sitting there and i was like goodness i just love this dude and i was like that's how you feel about me and then i got to thinking about like well you sent your son down to the earth and to die on a cross ultimately and i was like i could not do that with my son yeah. and so god yeah. just really sat there and revealed how much love he has for me that he would do that with his only son yeah. and you know he looks at me like a son and so that's kind of what god's been sharing with me this week is just how much he loves us to do what he did for Christmas and mm-hmm. Easter and really all the time. Mm-hmm. So that was mm-hmm. what I got. Yeah, which I can go off of that too and say, you know, like you're saying, like you can feel God's love, but I feel like until you have a child, you and you still can't fully understand it, mm-hmm. but like you would do anything oh, yeah. for your kids. 
Yeah. Anything. It, no matter what the sacrifice was, you would do anything to make sure your kids have a good life and all that stuff. And what is crazy is how, you know, God, uh, he wants every single one of us to be that way. Like, that's his love towards us times a, a billion. Yeah. But, you know, that love is just so big. But what what's been on my heart is last Sunday, um, Brian's message, and he, like, really kind of broke down the before birth of Jesus about, like, Mary and Joseph and all that stuff. And he was talking about how, um, you know, Mary was 15 years old, and she had an angel come down and literally say, look, you're about to give birth, and it's going to be, you know, son of God. Yeah. And she's like, but I'm a virgin. And he's like, well, you're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> 15 years old. Yeah. You know, and then, and then she had to go tell her dad that I'm pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, and not married or anything like that yet. And then had to go tell Joseph, which was basically like her boyfriend at that time, yeah. who she was fixing to get married to, that she's pregnant and all that stuff. And everything that had to go on through there and all the people that had to trust oh, yeah. God and all that through that whole thing, it just really made me think like, you know, everything happens for a, an exact reason. Mm-hmm. Every moment of your life, you're in every place for a specific reason. And... You know, just like Mary and Joseph, they were two normal people, Yeah. you know, and young. and But he chose those two people to give birth to his mm-hmm. son and all that. And I just can't imagine how scary that probably was yeah. and all that. That's It just really spoke to me. And I was just like, man, like it really gave me sympathy for Because I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't ever like look that deep into the before part. Mm-hmm. Of, of Jesus' birth and it just made me really like just be like holy cow can you imagine what they had to go through and not to mention then they walked was it 15 miles or something it was like, like that? 90 miles 90 yeah that's what it was 90 miles to um what bethlehem bethlehem right to uh mm-hmm. to for a for a census yeah. and then she ended up going into labor and had to have a baby in and a, a barn, barn behind a hotel, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> like he, like Brian said, he was like, because they walked into the, to like the hotel or whatever, and they were like, all the rooms are full, and just think if they would have said, well, look, you're, this is, if they knew that that was Jesus that was fixing mm-hmm. to be born, they'd have been like, oh, nope, we'll move this person out, mm-hmm. you know, and all that stuff, but just everything they had to go through and how much they had to just fully... Trust him. Trust him and and literally give it yeah. all. That you couldn't only give half. You had to give it all to him for that to all take place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, we talk about it a lot. I, the reason why we have this platform is to reach to people about Christ. Even if we, if it's not necessarily like we go to camp, um, we don't even have to be saying talking about him. But if it's just something that we're doing and people can actually see Christ in us. That can make all the difference in the world. And if we just reach one person through this show, then it's well worth it Um, on social media and just, you know, on TV in general. Um, I mean, I've been thinking about Christmas and uh, the reason for the season a lot lately. And for me, it's it's just been about, you know, my relationship with Christ. I've always known him. I've I've always believed I got saved when I was 12 or 13. You know, some people 
they remember they know the date they were saved on i do not i'm the same way okay i remember what i was wearing who was beside me it was halloween like i just i remember certain but i can't remember like the exact year you know um but i was saying about i mean i was i've been saved since i was 12 or 13 and i've always known him but it wasn't until about four years ago when um tracer our son he was born and he was about a week and a half old and i was in bj's you know i was getting all the groceries i was by myself with two kids i thought i was slaying the whole deal you know mama too i'm doing the thing i'm checking <laughs> off my to-do list and then i got a call from his pediatrician and he she said miss Corey, there's a chance there's a good chance your son has cystic fibrosis and i was like what is going on i heard of cystic fibrosis i didn't know too much about it you know um and my world then just completely stopped i didn't know where i was for a hot minute you know i just it was just completely um, mind-blowing remember calling him calling my mom crying in the middle of all nine people look at me like i'm nuts (laughs) um but it wasn't until then i was like that's when i started really wanting that relationship with him and craving it every single day and from that day on it's like okay i have been saved i was always saved but it's a difference in knowing him and truly just relating to him and that's what you know he sent his son for us but we are his children as well and he wants that relationship with us i mean he wants to talk with us day in and day out he doesn't want us to take one breath without him um and it wasn't until you know that situation i was like okay I get it, God. I get it. And just like you were saying, I was thinking, how in the world did he send his only begotten son to die for me? Like, I'm a sinner. I fail him every Mm -hmm. single day of my life, but he still loves me so much. And I was just thinking I could not do that with my son. Um, And I think a lot of it has a lot of people, um, you know, struggling with Christ and all of that. They look at the checklist. They're like, oh, Christianity is you can't do do this. this. You got to do this. If you do this, you're you're going to hell, or you yep. you have to be just right to go to heaven, um, and it's not a checklist. It is actually people think of it as binding, but it's honestly the most freeing thing that you yep. can do. It frees you um, in so much in so many ways, um, and I just I don't know. He he's amazing. He thinks I thank God every day for that little boy in a manger, little baby in a manger. That's exactly right. And for me. Yeah. <laughs> that too no i will uh which how are we doing on time we're, oh we're good we're so good. i wanted to i wanted to lay this out just the backstory on the show real quick yeah the testament testimonial on, on the whole show thing um and then that just kind of firm up where, where everything is gone so the tv show side of things and actually getting to network and, and getting to where we are is is really tough unless you know somebody and you look at a lot of the big shows now and they've kind of broken off from the juries or whatever and they have that platform to step off of so for us just getting the camera and and trying to do it on our own is is a tough and i'm not sitting there crying the blues or anything but it's just a tough thing to try to do and um first couple years we were into it um i was traveling everywhere and, and this one season in particular like the show you know it's driven by sponsorship obviously you got to have the sponsors to be able to travel and to be able to do this stuff to be able to afford it unless you just have money that you want to burn um but i remember uh this this one year the show wasn't you know we were struggling with sponsorships stuff and it, and it wasn't good but you know i'd been pouring my time into it and um started off and i missed the biggest deer in my life um and then 
miss another deer and another deer. And I practice all the time, shoot my bow all the time, extremely comfortable with it. But it was like God was sitting there smacking these arrows out of the way. And I was like, man, what is going on? So I talked to one of my buddies and he said, man, it's like, sounds like God's trying to get your attention on something. So I said, all right, I'll, I'll try this, uh, try something a little bit different. I said, God, I got you. I understand. I'm going to try it. You know, I'll do it like this from now on. Nothing got any better. And then, um, yeah, just a tough season. I had a lot of things happen. My uncle had passed away. Um, and um, we had Charlie was just born. And just being away from home, and I get to this last hunt, and I, I told God, you know, it wasn't working. So I'd be like, all right, God, I'll, I'll try it this way. I'll try it that way. I'll try it this way. You know, this will maybe make the show go. And um, get this last hunt, and I was in Ohio. I'll never forget this. And I'd gone into the stand, hunted, and hadn't seen anything. And this deer was coming in every time that somebody was not in there, he would be in there. And every time a hunter walked in, he wouldn't show up. I said, he's watching these hunters go into their spot. So I got the outfitter to drop me off a mile out of the way. I crawled to the stand, got in there. Boom, one of the first deer in was a shooter. He comes in. I said, man, this is going to turn the whole season around right now. This is January at this point. And um, the deer, he was standing there broadside. I draw back. He takes a step forward. I said, I can squeeze it between that oak tree and, you know, just hug his shoulder. My fletchings hit the oak tree and sent the arrow off. And uh, I remember coming out so defeated, so beat down after this season, toughest season of my life. And I come out, and I'd been saying the whole time, all right, God, I got you. I'll try it this way. Mm-hmm. I come out, and um, newborn baby at the house, Lindsay was – you know, a blessing to let me be able to travel. And she was supporting being able to do this. And I said, uh, I said, God, instead of me trying it a different way, I said, I'm going to give it to you. I said, you take this show. I said, if you want it to excel, you know, you take it to where you want it to be. This is yours. I give it to you. I'm not going to try it how I think this way should be done. I'm going to give it to you. I said, if you want it to not do anything, shut the door now. Cause I'm tired. I'm beat. I'm, I'm at my wits end with this whole thing. You know, I've been traveling, spending different beds every couple of days, you know, going to different States and stuff. So I'm done. I, if you wanted to take off, take it. And, um, so that was the end of the season. Well, we go into that spring and, uh, turkey season started off really well and we started getting sponsors and stuff and, and we were at a trade show and this guy walks up to me and uh he said y'all boys or, hold on let me back up so everything was starting to get get good and uh seemed like it was turning around obviously god wanted to make this thing go and i'd given the show to him so i prayed in my my hotel that morning before i went to the trade show and um i said god you have obviously you've done so much for me thank you and you want the show to continue i said what do you want me to do with it you know Bingo. what do you want me to do with the show there and that's when he said mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. yeah i, I said, got him now you know, <laughs> you know, I, I, I did I, yeah. said, I said thank you for what you've done how can yeah. i repay you or you yeah. know, where you want to go so i go to the trade show and i'm sitting there first guy that walks up to me this morning he goes uh hey y'all boys christians i said yes sir he said good won't you come speak at my church so I had to ask God what he wanted me to do yeah. with this. Yeah. He said, I want you to come speak at my church. And that guy ended up being uh, the title sponsor on the show. And now he's we're getting ready to jump into a different venture, which I can't talk about on the, yeah. on the right now. But um, he's just been a huge blessing. Um, spent time in camp with him. And, and it's just it was amazing, though, how quick I asked God. I was like, thank you. What do you want me to do with it? You know, within a couple hours, you know, sometimes you have to wait for your answer. Yeah. Guy walks straight up and says, I want y'all to come speak at my church. So 
from then on, it's just been one thing after another. And there's there has not been a time that we've gone to a trade show or we've gone to hunt camp where somebody has not um, – we have not gotten into a deep conversation to glorify God through it. And we don't go into camp uh, swinging the Bible because I, I tell people, I say, if you go in swinging the Bible, people are going to duck. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. We show them our light through what we're doing, you know, praying before the meal and, and just simple stuff. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. I don't have to walk stiff, stiff-necked and, yeah. you know, got my Bible tucked mm-hmm. under my yeah. arm and, boys, here we go. We're going to read a chapter before we go to bed. You know? <laughs> we don't do that. You know, we just show them our light. And people see that. They see something a little bit different about you. Um, but but actions speak is, louder than words. Yeah, That's right. A- absolutely. You know, so it's been um, – we've been very blessed. And ever since then, man, we've we've really got the the uh, wheels under this thing. And it's, it's really yeah. long. So, yeah. Man, that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, yeah, I mean, I can relate to that in so many ways, too. I'm sure all of us can, mm-hmm. really. I mean, when once you really start to, like you were saying, let God, uh-huh. that's when... First, you got to let go. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, they, yeah. And you got to yes. quit trying yourself. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. exactly and I exper- right. I experience it every day. I'm running my own business fixing bathtubs. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I mean, right now I'm in a we're struggling because I mean, Christmas time and trying to right. get jobs done and stuff. And it's just like I've had to just really let go this week and be like, <laughs> all right, God, if you're gonna get, you got to get us through it some way. Mm-hmm. And when you start doing that, then you know checks start coming in the mail or what. You yeah. just randomly just happens. Oh yeah, which we've been trying to be that way, you know, with the podcast and everything. And, you know, just cliche and kind of all that stuff. But when we first started this, which we've said this on here before, um, we made a list of people that we wanted to, you know, have on our show. And it was it was a pretty big list as far as, like, people. Mm. And Matt was one of them on there. <laughs> and we got to talk to Matt. And once we talked to Matt, we was like, man, wh- like, where is God going to take this? Because we could feel it, I guess, start mm-hmm. starting to roll and starting to get better and, and everything. <clears throat> and when we talked to Matt, he was like, you got to talk to Carson. And it was, it was funny because I was like, man, like, I feel like that's the top. <laughs> like well and and I don't want y'all to be like embarrassed by that or anything like that but you know like y'all are a professional hunters y'all have a TV show I mean you you get what I'm saying and so you know and then we were actually supposed to do Matt Saturday mm-hmm. and um, and it's not going to work out with him and I called Matt was talking to him and he said dude you need to call Carson <laughs> and I was like well and to be honest with you he gave me your phone number yeah and I was like, I'm not going to call him because that's just kind of weird. But, you know, I've talked to to both of y'all some over yeah. social media and stuff like that. So that's why I messaged you. And you were like, yeah, absolutely. And I said, Bradley, I was like, dude, like our goals are getting checked off really mm-hmm. like quickly and and all that. And like we keep saying, we keep making new goals and we keep stretching them out. Yeah, farther and farther, and like we just keep saying, like we don't know where God's going to take this. Yeah, man, it's and, and all that, and that's and like like you said earlier, we've said in the past, if we can 
touch one person because mm-hmm. that's the main that is the main goal for us starting this right it's we, not about us yeah. yeah it's about him like when we first on the beach trip down there i called him because you were already at the beach right mm-hmm. yeah and i was on my way down there to meet up with you and i was like because i was listening to podcasts because i do we should start podcasts and he was like about what and i'm like hunting and fishing duh i was like <laughs> yeah. that's what we love it. and so we were like okay well then like two days later <coughs> it had been eating on my heart i was like that's not all it needs to be about and bradley ended up texting me he's like i think we should incorporate god i was like yes like that's what <laughs> yes. that's that's what i've been thinking too <laughs> and so you know it was just it's just crazy we're what four months into this five yeah. four months something like something that like and to be honest i would have never imagined that we were would get the opportunity you know to to get y'all not saying that y'all are better than anybody else oh, or nothing yeah. like that we're y'all just know yeah. i'm next with a camera exactly you know i'm not i'm not you know trying yeah, to interpret yeah. that or anything yeah. like that but like y'all was one of our top goals well, we yeah well, at, the, at the be, at the beginning we now y'all are down here yeah, yeah, no, yeah. i'm just like <laughs> but, you, if but, you don't set your goals high you can hit yeah, you pretty easily exactly <laughs> but um you know and it, it's just amazing to just see how god just keeps using this and and we've had people you know call us and and matt matt called us that was i actually i think that was probably the turning point mm-hmm. when matt called us yeah because matt called us and he's he was going through a tough time after COVID, which he talked about all this mm-hmm. on here. That's why I, I'm not worried about talking about it. Mm-hmm. But um, he called us, and he was like, he had actually called Rob, get my number from Rob, and he called me, and he was like, hey, do you have a minute? I was like, yeah, what's up? And I walked outside, and we talked on the phone for an hour, and he was like, dude, I just can't tell you how much listening to your podcast has helped me get through this rough patch that I'm going through right now. And so then it just, well, he was at church. That was on a Wednesday night. I I wouldn't probably never forget this because he was at church and uh, he's playing and all that stuff. And Matt called me and I talked to Matt for like an hour and he was telling me all this. And then we were starting to set up, you know, I was like, well, dude, there's one of, one of our top people that we want on the show is calling me Mm -hmm. (laughs) talking about it. And we're setting up a, to go talk with him and so i texted him when i got off phone with matt i was like dude call me as soon as you get done with church <laughs> dude i didn't even hit send and my phone's ringing and it's him he's like what's up i'm like aren't you in church he's like man he's like i played music and i just i need to go sit outside and talk to god by myself and not sit in church i was like well dude guess what <laughs> and so we went into all that awesome. thing and that was kind of that's when I was really like, God's got a yeah. hold of this. Yeah, like for sure. It's amazing, man, what He'll do. He'll He'll He will open those doors and He'll shut them, mm. and um, and that's what. Yeah, that's where the name of the show really uh, came from. Is is got to thinking and and I don't want this to sound down, but I and I I remember this and it's come to me more this year than ever. But there will be a time where I've come to my final draw. Where I've shot my last animal, I've sat in the stand for the last time. Uh, we all will. We're all going to come to that. Yep. It might have already passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm never guaranteed anything. So I've tried to be super thankful for every shot, you know, that I've taken or, or in that moment. You try to slow down and live in that moment. Um, sometimes it gets tough when you're going from state to state to state and you're bang, 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 you know, you're on to the next thing. But um, there will be the last deer that I've ever killed. 
it's going to be the same way for y'all and Lindsay. And I mean, mm-hmm. it, so that's where final draw really came from and, and huh. the whole meaning behind it. So I like that. Yep. Well guys, um, I, 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 I really appreciate it. I know Bradley does yeah. too. Of course. Y'all talking to us and, um, we'll do another one Absolutely. or more and, yeah. uh, you know, really let y'all dive into like, like tactics and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Anytime, man. You know, somebody more experienced than me and Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, again, thank y'all so much. Um, thank you for what y'all do. You know, I know I love watching. I know yeah. lots of other people do too. And it's really cool to turn on the TV and be like, man, look, they're hunting right here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you know, you know, we, we love the support from people. I mean, it, it's it's cool to meet somebody in Kansas. It's it's awesome to meet somebody in Kansas that man, we love your show, blah 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 blah. You know, that's awesome. But I love our support from Alamance yeah. County. We were just, in Lowe's last night trying to pick out a microwave and me and him were just talking and this guy uh, Lowe's worker was like, Hey, y'all need any help? And we're like, No, we're just looking, thank you and um he looked at us for a second and I like, God, do I have something on my face, you know? And he said Y'all killed some good deer this year. I love it, you know. <laughs> so just, but that, it's just that support. Yeah, awesome. it's the, the support means so much. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, um, you want me to close this out in prayer? Yeah, go for it. All right. Dear God, I just want to come to you tonight, Lord, and just thank you for Carson and Lindsay just taking the time to be able to share their passion and their uh, love for deer hunting and their passion and love for you, God. Um, I want to pray over uh, their their show and and their lives lord just continue to bless them lord and and continue to to reach people through them god uh, i also want to pray over this podcast lord that you continue to use it and just wherever you want it to go lord it's it's all yours and just uh thank you for for bradley and everything he does on the show lord and just we love you god amen amen, amen. all right well um bradley you can close this out yeah I'll write you next time.